What's Up Whittier? Welcome to What's Up Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. Neighbors, producer Christine here with this week's Community Corkboard Announcements. Every Friday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., we have the Uptown Whittier Farmers Market put on by the Whittier Uptown Association on the corner of Philadelphia and Bright. If you are interested in becoming a vendor at the Farmers Market, email farmersmarket at whittieruptown.org. All right, if you are a faithful listener to the podcast, meaning we've gone through this two years, you'll know that producer Christine's favorite event is the Concerts in the Park series brought on to you by the City of Whittier's Parks and Recreation Community Services Department. So, what is the Concerts in the Park? Well, let me tell you, it's just the best. You get to see all your friends from the community out. It's awesome. But what it is, is a band comes to our local park and they perform for us. It's a really great time. So, performances are every Monday and Thursday at 7 p.m. So Mondays are at Central Park, 6532 Friends Avenue. June 24th is the Disney Tribute Band. You know I'm going to be there. I'm a huge Disney file. On July 8th, check out the Amanda Castro Band, who is doing jazz. And on July 15th, we have the Smith Band with country music. July 22nd, Upstream with some reggae. And July 29th, Las Colibri with some mariachi music. And on August 5th, the band Fresh with some top 40s hits. On Thursdays at 7 p.m., join the City of Whittier at Parnell Park, 15390 Lambert Road. Here are the upcoming schedule of bands. On June 27th, we have Stevie Nicks Illusion, who will be playing Fleetwood Mac covers. July 11th, there will be a Selena tribute band, and you guys are definitely going to want to come out and, you know, do your little washer machine if you know what that is, and I'll see you there. July 18th, Neon Nation will be performing their 80s hits. July 25th, the Blue Breeze Band will be performing Motown. August 1st, Hard Day's Night will be performing Beatles classics. And let me tell you guys, I've seen Hard Day's Night at the Chino Hills concerts in the park last year. It was so awesome. Everybody, especially me, was up dancing, singing. So it's going to be a great time to remember. And then on August 8th, Electric Vinyl with some classic rock. So remember that parks make life better. So thank you so much to the Whittier, the city of Whittier, um, they're wonderful people, the Parks and Recreation Community Services. Shout out to Greg, Justin, Jack, Arthur. Um, I'm forgetting a bunch of people, but everybody, Virginia, Margot, Diamond, Nelson. Shout out to everybody in that department. And of course, you got to shout out to the city staff sometimes. Well, all the time. They don't really get the credit that they deserve sometimes. So um, shout out to the city of Whittier. So remember to bring your lawn chair and blanket and pets, barbecues, alcoholic beverages, and smoking are prohibited. So all of those things are a no-go. Speaking of the wonderful city of Whittier that we live in, don't miss the 2019 State of the City presented by the Whittier Chamber of Commerce, the Doubletree Hilton in Uptown, and the City of Whittier. As they present the 2019 State of the City, you'll have an opportunity to hear from our mayor, Mayor Joe Vinatieri, and our retiring city manager, Jeff Collier, to discuss kind of what's gone on with the city and what we look forward to in the next year. 
So this will be Thursday, May 23rd from 8 to 10 a.m. at the Doubletree Hilton, 7320 Greenleaf Avenue. It is $20 per person. That's mostly just to cover breakfast. And you can go online to whittierchamber.com and register there. I will include the link in the bio. And if you're working or you're unable to make it to this really cool event, uh, feel free to check out What's Up Whittier or you can follow at Whittier Chamber. I'm sure that, you know, Selena over at the Whittier Chamber, shout out to Selena, is going to do a great job with social media coverage on that day. So again, like I said, follow Whittier Chamber or you can just stay tuned. Make sure you're following What's Up Whittier on Instagram. Oh my gosh. So like I said earlier, if you wonderful neighbors have been listening to the podcast since the beginning, you've heard me discuss concerts in the park for this will be the third year, right? Which means that we're coming up on our 100th episode. What? So I can't believe it. 100 episodes. Thank you guys so much for sticking around, subscribing, listening, downloading. I really appreciate it. Jesse and Remo really appreciate it. And we know that the community that we impact also appreciate it. So thank you. So how are we going to celebrate? Well, we're going to have a 100th episode, a live episode, which we haven't done in a while. You can listen to our live episodes with Alexander Robert and Masataco and Juanita Velasco from Rocky's Frozen Yogurt. So like I said, it's going to be live and under the stars. What does that mean? Well, it's going to be at the Artisan Building, 6757 Bright Avenue. And uh, I will arrange it for that we get free parking in the parking structure. So um, just R- you have to RSVP because I'm going to put your name on a list and give it to the guys at the security and, you know, we'll foot the, well, yeah, foot the tab, foot the bill, I guess, for your parking and the structure. Really great guys over there. I think it might be Ricardo on Wednesday nights. But um, again, so the date for our live episode Under the Stars is Wednesday, May 29th at 6.30 p.m. It's going to be a really good time. So 6.30 to 7, you can just check in network a little bit we'll just wait for people to trickle in and then at seven o'clock we're going to start the actual program we're going to have a very very special guest and then around 7 30 we'll kind of end the episode because it's usually about 40 minutes to an hour but we're going to have time for questions so if you want to ask questions make sure that you know you come prepared or you know whatever and we'll leave the last 15 minutes of that hour for questions and then at 7 30 just kind of mingle and network a little more. Bring your business cards if you're a budding entrepreneur. Join the What's Up With Your Network that way. It'll be a really great opportunity. And I would love to meet you too. That'd be awesome. So like I said, that's on Wednesday, May 29th at 6.30 p.m. Make sure that you RSVP. You can email um, Christine at whatsupwhittier.com if you are going to come. Or you can send us a DM on Instagram. That'll be cool too. Very awesome. I'm very grateful to already have some people that have RSVP'd. So thank you so much for that, you guys. Next up, we have the annual Uptown Whittier Car Show. This is put on by the Whittier Uptown Association and usually takes place the first Saturday of every June. So this year, it'll take place Saturday, June 1st, along Greenleaf Avenue and Philadelphia Street. It is free admission to the public and includes live music, vendors, raffle prizes, event, t-shirts, and more. The actual car show competition is open to all makes and models. There will be trophies awarded in 20 different categories. So right now the cost is $45 to join the car show judging contest. And the price will include an event t-shirt and a dash plaque for your car. So you can go online to whittieruptown.org 
or for more additional information, you can call their office at 562-696-2662. You can speak to Cecilia or Olivia. They're both very nice, wonderful ladies, and they'll be able to help you out there. I had the opportunity to coordinate the car show last year, and it takes a lot of work. So make sure that you you guys contact them and Uh, It'll be a great opportunity to meet people and I mean everything's an opportunity to meet people, right? But it's a lot of fun. You get to see different cars. You get to see the community come out. Again, those are my favorite things is um, events that the community can come out and appreciate each other and you know, Whittier is just so wonderful and big and diverse that you can do that here, which is great. Next up we have a ribbon cutting at the Claudia Sombrano Farmers Insurance Office. Join Claudia Sombrano and her office as they officially have a ribbon cutting to commemorate the opening of her office. Enjoy a mimosa bar, snacks, and music, all while networking with other Whittier locals and business owners. This ribbon cutting is free and open to the public, and it'll take place on Thursday, June 13th at 4 p.m. at Claudia's office, 14831 Whittier Boulevard, Suite 101, Whittier, California, 90605. And my last event on the community corkboard announcements is the Future Leaders of Whittier's second official meeting. So your producer Christine is a founding member of the Future Leaders of Whittier. Our next meeting is June 13th at 6 p.m. What is the Future Leaders of Whittier? Well, you can go to our website, whittierleaders.com, to do some more information about that. But I'll just explain a little bit. So our goal, our mission, is to cultivate Whittier leaders and promote philanthropy throughout the local community for our current and future generations. So if you're interested in being a leader, you may already be a leader and don't know it. Trust me, uh, I someone told me I was a leader in the last six months, and now I feel like all I hear about is leadership. It's so weird. Once you become attuned to your actual strengths as a person, it's really great. So one of our goals is to empower young adults to be leaders and change makers. So you may, I'm, I'm super young, right? I mean, well, not super young, but... I'm only 26 and there's so much that I need to learn in regards to leadership and growing and communication and you know what matters to leaders and how do you create change in your in your community and this is our goal. How do you create change? So we're cultivating this atmosphere for innovation and youthful enterprise through again this professional development, leadership curriculum and meetups and like I said it's a social club. So Um, We're very fortunate to be able to do this. Last week we did Five Myths of Leadership. Fernando Lopez, who's our president, he led that. So I'm going to lead this week's or uh, the June month meeting discussion, which is leadership and communication. Who better to do that than the chair of communication? I don't know. Well, I hope I communicated this well to you. Make sure to go to our website, whittierleaders.com. You can sign up and let us know that you're going to come just so we have enough stuff to nosh on, enough... um, beverages, water bottles, whatever. We would really appreciate you there. And honestly, go to our website. You don't have to be like 20 years old to join it. You don't have to be 50 years old to join it. You can be any age and there are different levels that we have. So maybe you can just read and characterize yourself in one of those tiers. If you're a mentor and you're interested in finding people to empower, maybe you just want to yeah, maybe you just want to mentor somebody, uh, but you haven't really met anyone. This is an opportunity for you as well. So please be sure to RSVP. Go to WhittierLeaders.com for June 13th at 6 p.m. 
All right, looks like that's all I have for you this week in the community cork board announcements. Be sure to send us any information. Send us an email at christine at community. Nope, that's not right. Send us an email at christine at whatsupwittier.com. You can also visit all of our social medias. Go to our Instagram and our Facebook at whatsupwittier and give our Twitter a follow at whatsup562. Why not? You never know when we'll blast something out there. And join our mailing list. You can go to our website, whatsupwittier.com. And just there's a little box that'll pop up. Join our mailing list. And I don't send out many emails, but there are some things that I'm going to be sending emails about. And I really hope you can join and become part of that. And don't forget to follow all of our personal social media. Your producer, Christine, is a notary. I'm a mobile notary. So you can go to my website, christinesingerluna.com, and get more information there. Or you can follow me on Instagram at The Singing Moon. And you can follow Remo the Realtor. Go to www.remotherealtor.com. You can find all of his social media at Remo the Realtor. And honestly, Remo's a really great guy. He has a really wonderful team. Shout out to Kathy, Mary, Marisol, just everybody over there. Shout out to you guys. And, you know, if you're looking to buy or sell, they're the team to help support you. And follow our one and only Jesse the Architect at J2Architects or go to www.j2architects.com so you can learn a little bit more about Jesse's firm and if you're interested in attending one of Jesse's workshops make sure that you follow him on social media at j2architects um, he did have a couple of ones on about um, ADUs which are additional domestic units that are on your people's property and be sure to follow Jesse the Architect at J2Architects. If you're interested in attending one of his workshops, and I know that Remo also has tons of workshops, make sure you follow their social media. If you're looking to buy a home, sell a home, remodel your home, anything, um, also J2Architects.com for Jesse. So make sure you support us. We support you guys. Love to have everybody. Um, Dr. Drew says this thing on the podcast support people that support the podcast or that keep the wind in the sails at Corolla, the Corolla ship. Let's just keep the winds in the sails of the What's Up Whittier ship. I don't know. I think it's cool. Thank you so much for supporting What's Up Whittier. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, pressing play, all that jazz. Make sure you sign up for our mailing list, like I said. And, yeah, uh, thank you so much. You guys are really going to enjoy these next couple of episodes. Take it away, Jesse and Remo. What's up, Whittier? Dun, 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 dun. Very nice. Christine is subbing in for me, and I'm subbing in for Jesse as we uh, do the introduction. So uh, welcome, Whittier. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, uh, Remo, for being here today. And, and, and filling in for Jesse. <laughs> and filling in for Jesse. And, and thank you for filling in for me. Christine. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's what we do here. What's yeah. up, Whittier? Um, but we have some really cool guests um, today, and it's really cool because you and I have actually also contributed in efforts for this um, organization. So uh, we have Carolyn Reggio and Natalie Sines from CAPC, Inc., Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have have you guys in our house. Yeah. Well, thank you. We uh, enjoy the water. We always love getting <laughs> free beverages. So yes. that, that's the perks of the job. So we thank you. If for that's that. all we had to do, wow, that's we, pretty we good. <laughs> been here a long time ago. Huh? Well, uh, welcome. You want to tell us uh, maybe introduce yourselves and also what the CAPC uh, does and stands for? Sure. So I'm the CEO of CAPC and have been since 2006. Uh, in, in a nutshell, 
our organization assists adults with disabilities to live and work on their own. And we um, were founded on the premise that when individuals were graduating from the school district, the Woodyard Union High School District, many of us were either teachers or aides, we realized that people did not have a service to go to that was individualized for them to go to college, to move out, um, and to recreate and uh, be a competitive uh, member in society and utilize the the community the way you and I get to. So we opened the nonprofit, and we've been doing it ever since. I have worked at CAPC for 33 years, and, um, you know, it is just in my blood to want to enrich people's lives but also educate the public at large for what people with disabilities can do. Awesome. Um, And we're here in in a newer space. You guys were in a different space for some time. Um, Do you want to maybe share where we at? Sure. We're in this special activities building that's owned by the city. And it's on the corner of Washington and Walnut. And, um, you know, I think what's most interesting about this building, it was designed for nonprofits. And so upstairs, um, you have other nonprofits that share the building with us. Um, But most importantly, the city really felt that they wanted to help their nonprofits be able to be sustainable. So the rent is very, very, very reasonable. And um, we're really thrilled to be able to partner with them as well as you watch people come in for various needs. So um, we're on the bottom level of the special activities building. And um, but our work, actually, this is an office for us. Our work is done in the community with the individuals. So if they're going to Rio Honda College, our staff are going to Rio Honda College. If they're going to Fullerton College, our staff are going to Fullerton College. Whittier College, you name it. Um, same with if they're going to the banks or if they're moving into a new home in Whittier um, and the surrounding communities. So if you just picture all the cities that surround Whittier, we serve them. Got it. And when you say serve them, what are the actual services that you guys provide for your clients? Would it be Correct. We refer to them as individuals, but clients okay. is a, another term. Um, so when someone comes to us and wants services, we basically meet with them to figure out what do they want to do in their life. And a lot of times that's a hard thing for them mm-hmm. to, to, to really think about it because they haven't maybe been asked before. Um, so a typical day for one of our staff may be to meet someone at a bus stop. They're then going to go on to college. They're then going to work out at our local um, YMCA or Planet Fitness. Um, maybe they're going to eat lunch in the community or go back to their apartment and and um, prepare something. But our services are very individualized in that what one person wants doesn't always match what another person wants. So mm-hmm. sometimes you may see a couple of people together from our agency Um Recreating, like going to a movie or going to a bowling alley. Uh, but many of our services are done one-to-one, so it's limitless what we can do. We've assisted people um, who wanted to go on a trip, and they saved their money to be from the job that they had, and we coached them perhaps on that job. Um, and now they're ready to go on a vacation, but they need support. We're going to do that. So there is not really a limit to what we can do, mm-hmm. but in addition to that, The level of service depends on the person. So we serve people right now where they need physical assistance to get out of bed, to eat, Mm -hmm. um, but they still live in their own place and have an extraordinary life like you and I. Wow, that's a a big 
list of services that you guys could potentially provide. Um, how many service providers do you guys have as far as staff to be able to? Because that sounds like a really big task. It is, and probably the most daunting um, task that we have is to maintain our level of staff. We have many openings um, to serve people because, as we all know, life changes, right? So people are going to college or they graduate or they can't get the classes that they want and they're staff of ours, so their life changes working for us. Mm -hmm. So many of our services are one-to-one. We serve over 100 individuals. Um, so we're basically well over a hundred when we're fully staffed of those individuals in our community that are employed by CAPC. And, and the staff that's over close to a hundred, is that full-time, part-time? Are they a mix of everything? Um, full-time for us, if they're a, what we refer to as a direct support professional, so that's someone who's directly supporting someone in the field. Um, they are full-time is 30 hours. Um, up to 40, and then um, our part-times are anything under 29 hours. So most of our staff right now, because of our openings that we need to fill, are, wor- are well working over time um, to meet the needs. Because, you know, how do you not provide that need to somebody sure. um, if you're coaching them on a job and helping them to get independent? Got it. And from the different services you mentioned, is there one or two services that kind of take the lead from, you know, we do more of this stuff? Yes, um, I would say our two most signature services are support employment services. So it's really looking at an individual and the strengths they have and what they're interested in doing. A lot of people come in and they don't know. They've never been asked what kind of work they'd want to do. And so we really carve employment here. We'll look at what an employer needs and match those skills with an individual Mm -hmm. and what they can bring to the table and then make that interview happen. And hopefully we've met the needs of both the individual and the the employer. Um, We don't do sub-minimum wage, so everybody works for what the going wage is. Um, uh, We just may need to carve to meet a need of an employer. So it's not charity for us. It's Mm -hmm. completely um, uh, full employment. A lot of our folks, though, I would say work more like four hours a day versus an eight-hour day. Um, So a typical day for our staff could be that they're assisting them, coaching them until they're independent. And then um, after that, they, like you and I, they may work out. They may go to the grocery store. Um, so when our staff come to work for us, the very first day when they meet with me, um, my motto to them is when you go to work, you should ask yourself, what are you doing today? So you don't have to be there the same way tomorrow. Actually working yourself out of a job so we can serve more people. Got it. Now, wh- do you see this, um, your, your uh, client base growing um, is it something that you currently, the staff that you currently have able to kind of uh, service everyone, or is there a, a shortage in staff that you guys are, I know you mentioned actively looking for talent? Right. Um, we have a waiting list for our services and always have, actually. Um, because you're doing individualized services, most of the time people don't leave us, mm-hmm. they just change what they want. So somebody may come to us and want to access their community and take a couple of classes. And then now they want to get a job, and then they got a job, and now they want to move out. So our other signature service is supported living and independent living services. So you may not know it, but you're walking around the community, and there's many folks that we've assisted to locate the place that they want to um, in our communities, in our apartments, um, and some homes, um, and assisted them to be able to access that support through our local um, realtors and uh, property managers. Is, is the waiting list long? 
It could be, but we typically say to people, if you're really wanting services right now, we would we would assist you to access other resources. I just had somebody yesterday that was very happy with her resource, even though she wanted CAPC. But until we take care of staffing and being fully staffed, and a big portion of that is, um, you know, the level of pay in our industry of what we can pay in comparison to others. Um, you're really asking someone to give of themselves on a daily basis, utilize their vehicle when they need to. And, you know, they could be walking up to a couple of miles a day, depending if our person uses public transportation. So there's varying degrees of what they're expected to do. And it's not for everybody. And we're pretty selective, I would say. And is it a a paid uh, job or is there some volunteers that that also uh, participate in your program? Um, none of our positions actually working directly with our individuals are volunteer, but where you see the volunteers are at our events, um, where people are going as individuals that we provide support to, they're going, paying for a ticket like you or I will, Mm -hmm. or they're volunteering themselves, or we have people, um, that'll come into the office sometimes and help us with clerical tasks, but, um, for the most part, when individuals, like let's say a college wants to help our individuals Um, by learning more about it because they're going in the field or they're going into the medical field, social work, that type of stuff. Um, They typically will work alongside a staff person by volunteering but yet gaining insight as to the idea of empowering somebody with a disability, not doing for. Got it, got it. Okay, and you mentioned uh, volunteering at some of the events. I know we're going to get there very soon. is do you have other than the the big event that Christina and I participated in? Do you guys have any uh, events that you would maybe need volunteers if someone's listening that wants to help them participate? Oh, we would love that, um, but we do need volunteers at that event, and they can access our website or call the office and ask for Natalie. Um, we have a number of jobs from monitoring the silent auction tables. So. What our big event is called Six Chamber Mixer, and it's called Kaleidoscope. So the concept was. We used to have a big auction, and then we realized we didn't have the attendance because we weren't connecting all of our resources. So then we looked at all of the chambers of commerce, Whittier being the first, obviously, Mm -hmm. our home base, um, and we invited them all to join us, and they each wear a different color representing their chamber. And so Whittier's is orange for Orange or Glide, part of the Whittier Chamber and the Mm -hmm. city. And um, we all, everybody comes together. Uh, we do a big silent auction, uh, and all those funds that are raised go back into the service delivery. This year, we're going to uh, debut a new piece to it. As as you know, we try to be as creative as we can. Um, and so we're going to put on a cornhole uh, tournament that we're debuting so that next year we'll have uh, less silent auction opportunities, but more opportunities to go up against some of your friends and coworkers. Um, and other businesses, and, uh, you know, throw some beanbags. And it's an actual tournament? It's an actual tournament, and uh, we have regulated cornhole um, equipment, and we will have um, the opportunity for one business. For example, our hope is that uh, one chamber will go up against another chamber in cornhole, but also different businesses do the same, all for good cause of CAPC. Is there any ringers here? Is that where uh, this all came from? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, um, we actually were uh, uh, provided an opportunity to work with one of our vendors, Bolton and Company, who has a really big uh, cornhole. They just had it on Tuesday, and it's called um, Bolton Foundation Throwdown. 
and they had over 150 teams wow. play. Um, and so this is something, you know, what we try to do here is look at things that aren't as common as a fundraiser because we all support so many causes here and they're all mm-hmm. so important in our community. But to find something that you may want to come to because no one else is doing it and also, per, you know, provide some uh, monetary support and just have a good time. Got it. And how big is that uh, event? How many uh, people would you expect to, to, be, to come out? Well, at Kaleidoscope itself, we anticipate four or 500 people. Um, the six chambers we have are Cerritos, La Habra, uh, Pico Rivera, Norwalk, Santa Fe Springs, and Whittier. And um, so they'll all come. And uh, at the Cornhole, we're only going to debut it this year. So if you ask me in my optimism, I would say I'd hope that the whole inside of the ballroom next year could be filled with teams and the outer skirts and the lobby would have the silent auction and food. Wow. That's my goal. Maybe take a couple years to get there. <laughs> Very nice. Um, okay. And then the other event that you guys have, uh, it's not going to, it's not in the near future, but it's towards the end of the year. Uh, do you want to talk about that and what that is? Sure. And, and also how that came about. Yeah, I was going to ask that too. It's such a fun, it's it's a really cool fundraiser. I had a really great time participating. But yeah, it's so creative. How did that happen? So many years ago, we used to throw a a typical chicken dinner dance kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And, you know, it was the same people attending. You knew what was going to happen. A couple of speeches, you dance a little. And we had some silent auction. And um, I just really wanted to change it up. And I happened to um, attend a function where they had this idea of council people and and, um, different officials invite a group of people for lunch and that person would serve you and you would give them tips. Mm -hmm. And so that was the premise of where it came from. And I thought, well, what if we took our ordinary chicken dinner and we did away with that and we turned it in and allowed all of our businesses and members of the community purchase a table, mm-hmm. and then um, identify a celebrity, um, mm-hmm. in quotations, uh, a waiter. And I think for us, what we found most is that it's gotten the word out about our organization because we, there isn't anything else like it. Um, and throughout the night, as you both know from being waiters, mm-hmm. which I can't thank you guys enough for that, um, it's taken on even another life of its own in that there's a theme per year. Mm-hmm. So um, this year's theme, it'll, it will be um, the celebration of books, both non and um, nonfiction and fiction books. Oh, so uh, we always try to find, you know, we've done reality TV, we've done game shows, uh, you know, celebrations. Uh, we really leave it up to the guests to help give us some ideas. And every person comes dressed in that table's theme and they decorate the table and you know the key to the success of that is the celebrity waiters um what that person does or two people do to help raise funds for that table in essence for capc um 
really they take great pride and and we're hoping this year during the summer we can allow the the sponsors of the tables and the waiters to help us raise money leading up to it so your tip jar is full before you actually attend and the other perk to the event although some people don't think it's a perk is the opportunity to challenge another table Mm -hmm. or challenge another waiter uh, to take a pie in the face to sing a song do a dance and it's not for everybody, but uh, for those that get into it, I think they have a really good time. I'm smiling because I remember someone called us out to do a Michael Jackson dance <laughs> or something like that. Um, yeah, it, it's an incredible event. Um, and I'll give you my opinion of how incredible it is, but I have a couple questions. How big is the event? Well, like how many we, we fill the room, so I believe we can have 35 tables of 10. So it's 350 people. Um, at the Norwalk Doubletree is the largest hotel locally that we have. Um, and they're really great with working with us. Um, if we went to another place, obviously, we could have more tables. Um, and so when you figure 350 people plus at least 80 volunteers, so you're, mm-hmm. you're talking well over close to 500 people um, in in that room. And, and amongst other people, Within the room are individuals themselves who are guests or waiters or mm-hmm. what have you. Yeah. So I, I was a, a waiter, I think, two years ago, and it was maybe the book uh, theme. Well, uh, this coming year is the book uh, theme, so it might have it been. two years ago? Uh, mm, TV year. shows? It might have been TV shows. Okay. And or games? What was your... What did you I, wear? I, I wore a basketball jersey, and I had, like, a full-blown... Um, I think it was video games. Was that the yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Games, video game, game, games. board games and video games. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So um, it was I was in uh, like a basketball player, so mm-hmm. in a full jersey, and I was and I was the the drink runner. So as a waiter, I, oh, you didn't yeah. necessarily bring food out. You got people's drinks. That's right. Mm-hmm. And um, and I never knew how difficult it is to take people's <laughs> drinks. And and so um, it, it was it was a really fun time. I think our table got third place in money raised so we had oh, some nice. good contributors on our table i think what what did it is uh there was a raffle or a 50 50 raffle uh-huh. and um the person that won it donated half of it or all of it back oh wow and so that kind of helped that me. helped yeah, yeah. Yes. that was about yes. 500 bucks but i think we raised close to two thousand dollars from our that was from our so table. awesome yeah and you're right about the drink runners because you do have to have a drink runner and a waiter uh-huh. um, because we notice when we don't our tables are like we're waiting in line for a drink yeah. and yeah. the other part is those tips at the bar go to the bartender but if Got you it. get the drinks as a drink runner they go back to cabc yeah. so um i was yeah. charging thirty dollars a drink or something <laughs> something <laughs> Something you could that, do it. Yeah, right, it's something right. that you could. Because I, I mean, I like you said, I I just started taking pride. I was we were gonna win. Didn't matter what. So anytime there was opportunities, mm-hmm. I think Jesse was on our table. He's like, well, "What are you gonna do for money?" So I I started doing like a little, you know, dance little for dance. him. Yeah, it was a little awkward, but That's I was, was able to <laughs> whatever you need to yeah. do. Right, you know, right. do what you gotta do. I sold um, Jello shots. I was at the table with uh, Lori Morgan Pershbacher and Mike Sorrell. Uh-huh. Um, they were so, yeah. our number one winners, so thank yeah. you. Right. So, yeah, I was going around, and it was so Just, funny because people were like, you know, towards the end of the night, they got to drive, they don't want to take any shots. I'm like, well, you could buy one for me. And so that's that's how I got the money yeah. for CAPC. But people awesome. are we really we really are amazed at how creative people have become to raise money. I mean, over the years, people have brought in 
different things to sell in the room mm. or a se- separate raffle, you name it. We mm. had one table who was Monopoly that year, and they mm. were putting people in jail. Oh, how And you funny. had to pay to get out. <laughs> so um, it'll be interesting. We're actually going to photograph with some of our individuals tomorrow at the library, our public library, um, to uh, have them just sort of showcase the theme of the fiction and nonfiction books. So it should be quite interesting what everyone uh, decides to do for a table. So the celebrity waiter idea is an awesome one. I think what what blew my mind was how creative the tables were. Oh. You mm-hmm. walk in and, I, you know, I've been to many fundraisers and, you know, you kind of get the concept by just the name of it. And then you walk in the room and you're like, Holy, you know, can I mm-hmm. we curse on this? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Holy shit. Like, yeah. it was mind-blowing how, like, people spend probably weeks on kind of oh, yeah, organizing. Bearing. I think when Liz told us, hey, we have to uh, um, decorate our table, I was like, okay, we're, we're going to go get something from the dollar store. And, yeah. <laughs> pieces right. and you walk in this room and it's like. Oh, we gotta we, we gotta step it up next next year. So, do you want to share where yeah. where those ideas come from and and how well, does it you, get so big? Yeah, I mean, really, I can't take any credit. It really is the creative minds of of the people that attend, and you are right; they take great pride. Um, you know, we give out trophies. They're just trophies. Yeah. There's no money attached yeah. to it or mm-hmm. anything like that. But it's the pride of winning and sure. to really show your guests and the communities at large that, you know, we went all out. I mean, we've had tables that had that were actually created into ships. Mm-hmm. Um, we had another table that was like a Roman table, and it had fish swimming through the center of it. Real um, fish? Real yeah. fish. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so many of them will, will come in the night before, and um, they'll ask for different size tables now or bring in yeah. their own. Um, I will tell you that the staff at the hotel love that event because <laughs> they can't wait to get in the room and see what people have done because all the tables have to be finished midday uh-huh. um, and then there's judging but the, we let the staff help judge so they they just can't wait they'll say Carolyn you know it's always the uh, the first of first Friday of October and our kaleidoscope is always the Thursday before Mother's Day so we try to keep it so that people know hopefully not to pick another um, event to throw on the same night because mm-hmm. we would love as many people to go um, it's a hard one to explain, would you not say? Yeah, I, you have to attend it. Yeah. Um, you could see pictures, but um, it, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm proud of it, but I'm more proud of the community at large taking such great pride in wanting to help us raise money, but also to bring new people in to learn about what we do. Yeah, it was really cool. It was the first time where I was just checking. I actually have it on my calendar already Yay, for this year. Good so job, we were good excited. job. Um, but I just actually wanted to mention Whittier, the Friends of the Whittier Library just was watching our video, and they said that they would be happy to donate books. So if you guys want to oh, go down wonderful. there and pick awesome. up some books and we would some love props that. or anything, you can oh, go down there. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes, thank you, thank you. Um, you know, being someone that's very creatively challenged when it comes to putting, like, decorating the table – um, is there is there any parameters that you guys set, or how did it, I guess, grow to be as intense as, as it is? Well, there are hotel rules. So over the years, we had tiki torches uh-huh. that were lit. Um, we had a motorcycle. <laughs> 
for a Harley table that was brought in. We had a hospital um, bed. We had a what? hospital bed a hospital with the bed. IVs with certain things inside. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, and people could go there and rest and get replenished. Um, so that was the year we did uh, reality, reality, or, reality TV, or TV Grey's, sh- Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy TV shows. Uh, and oh, so funny. just coming up with a big thing sometimes. So feel free, guys, to throw yeah. them out at us. We'd love some new ideas for the following year after that. But um, the other parameters, just that we try to remain space so that people can get through. Because as you guys know, I'm a firm believer the party starts when you attend the first moment you walk in. Mm-hmm. So Rudy from RMH Dance and um, Production has been our longtime um, MC and extraordinary and DJ. And so we get people on the dance floor for the moment. Once you sit down, you might take a bite of your preset yeah. salad, but then off you're going to dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we just really love that. And then challenging other people to dance. That's right. That's absolutely What is right. the uh, the most unique, I don't want to say craziest, but most unique challenge that you got from another table to have already announced? And you're like, oh. Well, we had the fire department had a table. And one challenge from, I forget who it was, was for two waiters who were over the age of 21 to dress in the turnouts and give mouth-to-mouth resuscitation to two firemen. Uh, that was about the. That's where what? I was like, "Whoa, maybe we're doing a little bit too much here." You know what? The, uh, the, the one I remember was it had something to do with nuns. Oh uh, yes, so that and, was actually my table. We uh-huh. were the Godfather that year, and uh-huh. we were all dressed as nuns. And I believe that was the year. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I've been dressed as a nun a few times, um, <laughs> mm. but they, you know, people had different looks. I was the traditional habit kind of nun uh-huh. and then others and they called everybody out to do some kind of dance or something in our for costumes. jesus right or yes something like yes that. he was jesus christ superstar uh-huh. so we were dancing to him i believe and, yeah. and it wasn't and, your normal no. dance oh no. <laughs> no oh no nothing's normal normal oh, is not I, I it think, doesn't exist i think when i was watching the dance oh my god <laughs> the lightning's coming down <laughs> it, it was it was yeah I, I did i will tell you i felt a little uncomfortable about oh. that yes, yes i think everyone uh-huh. in the- uh-huh. <laughs> but it, but it was it was it was awesome. Yeah. Thank you. That, that yeah. was uh, that was something uh, different. Um, uh, anything else that you ladies would like to share about maybe the organization, maybe the vision for the next couple of years, what you would like to see happen? Sure. Well, I think our biggest need right now, and this is for everybody listening, we are in great need of hiring extraordinary people that want to um, empower individuals to live the life that they want. Um, So please um, check us out and call us and we'll set up an interview the same day. Um, We are in great need of that because if we can't get fully staffed, we can't reach more people. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's really important. Um, And that can happen any day of the week. We provide services 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. Um, So many of our folks live out on the week, you know, they need help on the weekends or in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. So, I would say that's a great need and one that in our industry at large um, is one that will probably continue with, with the raise in minimum wage and, and different things and just overall state funding. I think the other thing is, you know, our upcoming fundraiser really also showcases what people can do. So Kaleidoscope will have individuals there sharing what they did do, whether it was go to college and graduate from Cal State Fullerton or um, – obtain a job and you know now are in profit sharing because they were hired by this company and now are on their own so if you're an employer i think anticipate 
that there is great people in our community, whether they're from CAPC or not, that have a disability of some sort, and they can do all kinds of things. Um, We have many employers in our community that will say the other employees at their site were were moved and enriched and more motivated to work by having someone alongside them who valued work greater than they did um, and had perfect attendance or, or what have you because it doesn't come as easy to get the job. So we're always looking for employers. And then, of course, the, the biggest that helps us financially is for people to donate goods and services, um, sponsorships, uh, you know, we've we've been very fortunate over the years to have people um, sponsor our events. But throughout the year, we have others that just will say we'd like to donate so that you can assist some people to be able to utilize um, the bus system or a train ride or what have you. And so there's never I never rule out anything that people could donate. And um, we, we we promise that we are not only transparent with the work that we do on our financials, our books, but also that we will honor every dollar. Awesome. And then um, a question, have you ever, and we've asked this to a previous nonprofit or a couple nonprofits, mm-hmm. and then did any of your clients that are receiving services come back as volunteers and do they give back to the organization as well? They sure do. So um, PIH Health, for example, is a great partner of ours and many of them um, Many of our individuals and staff volunteer at the hospital, but then you have to also remember those individuals that are working for us could be going to college. So like one case in point, one became a nurse, and um, she ended up working at, still works at PIH Health, and um, so that turnaround of where now donates back to us. So, um, And we do have people that leave us, and it's just not the right time for them to continue to work, and they come back as employees again, or they refer people to us. So word of mouth still is our number one way. Nice, nice. Ellie, do you want to share something? What is it maybe that you would do with the organization? Um, Well, I do business development and um, pretty much just spread the word of what we do at CEPC to the community. So, um, you know, right now the big thing that we're really focusing on is Kaleidoscope and, and obviously, you know, spreading the word about our need for um, great employees. So um, we're really excited. And and really, we get great referrals from the people that we know in the community, like you, like Christine. So, um, you know, just... Not Jesse, because he's not here. <laughs> not <laughs> Jesse. We'll have to talk Jesse, to him later. Yeah. yeah, we're going to have you pass out flyers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, but, yeah, you know, it, it really matters. So when you share something on our social media or where you talk about when you talk about our event, like it really it really does make a difference for us. So we appreciate all that you guys are doing for the community. I would probably just also add that, you know, Whittier is very unique in that we are not only a nonprofit um, service driven community, but our service clubs are extraordinary um, and they help all almost all mm-hmm. of our um, nonprofit community, which makes great alliances for us. So whether it's Seroptimus, whether it's the Lions Club, the Rotaries Club, you know, and on and on, they all believe in giving back. But whether it's time, talent, or goods, um, when we're writing grants for things, you know, they're really wanting to make sure that they're doing as much as they can for all the nonprofits. So I'd be remiss if I did not recognize our, obviously, our great city and, and um, chamber, but also the service clubs and 
and uh, the staff at the city. We're, we're really fortunate. Uh, I don't think that's common everywhere. Yeah, I mean, we've had this series of maybe five, Christine, eight uh, nonprofits that we've interviewed. And every nonprofit has a, an awesome story, an awesome mission. And, you know, as, as a donator or someone that's, you know, willing to help, it's like, man, these are all great organizations. And, you know, our family grew up in the city of Norwalk. I, you know, I don't think that there was as many nonprofits. There were probably nonprofits in Whittier because it's a bigger city that kind of maybe service that area. But, yeah, Whittier has um, so many resources for uh, so many people. So. Yeah, I, I think we're all very blessed in that. Um, but it also is an opportunity, I think, for people to find something, mm-hmm. um, you know, with our Love Whittier weekend that, that takes place. But also, you know, this type of work, people will say to us, oh, it takes a special kind of person to do what you do. I just think it, it I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it does that. I just think I'm fortunate enough, at least for the last 33 years, to work and do something so purposeful that every day I leave with such an intrinsic value that we are making the world by large a better place by educating the community that, you know, people can do anything with a little bit of help. So you say you were doing this for 33 years. How did you get involved in contributing, you know, your um, your knowledge into the community? So really, when I was in the sixth grade, I, I saw some individuals across the way from my school that were in a bungalow and didn't understand why they couldn't play with us and questioned that. And they said, well, they were different. And that's where it all started, because I don't really believe in that concept of people being different, but rather what makes us unique is, you know, what we can all be together. So um, I studied to be a teacher, and that's where my career started. I first started at LA Unified School District and then came to Whittier School District. And we were initially based out of the um, Sierra Education Center. And um, so the unique part for me was it was fully in my blood all along that I wanted to work with individuals with disabilities, but to what degree or if you would have told me I would be the CEO of a nonprofit, um, that was never a focus of mine, but rather how can we reach um, the public at large to realize that they are an active member of society and deserve the same opportunities that you and I get to have. Yeah, absolutely. Have you seen significant growth with the, the nonprofit over the 33 years, and have the challenges remained the same? Are they different challenges now? I would say the challenges are greater due to the funds being less um, by the state and federal government, but also the need for services is larger. So with technology, people are um, coming into this world with many other needs that maybe we didn't see years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, just in the area of autism, for example, when I started in this field, that was not a, a focused area at all. Um, and so, and the vast array of services from somebody who has a, a, a learning disability to someone who needs complete support, who's quadriplegic um, diagnosis or what have you. So uh, to us, there's nobody, diff- they're all the same. They just need different support. But I would say larger challenges. So it causes us to be more creative, thinking out of the box. But what I also think it's done is cause the community at large to unite as we see in homelessness, as we see in children's services, um, it's all the same. And, you know, we're very fortunate that we have allies in our community with people 
in our industry so that we can all share resources. And is there certain services that maybe you don't provide? I mean, we sat with the whole child, and their services are heavier, obviously, for children and for families and not the individual. Are there some services where you guys don't provide? So we made a conscious choice many years ago not to provide medical services. Um, and we are looking as our, our population is aging to have like a consultant for a nurse who is, um, you know, could be on standby for advice and guidance and advocacy. Um, in addition, uh, we don't provide mental health services. So if somebody wanted our services and was, igno- was not diagnosed with a developmental disability, um, that would not be someone that we would be serving. However, saying that, someone can be diagnosed with a developmental disability and have a mental illness, which we would refer to as a dual diagnosis, and they would be eligible for our services. Well, I'm just really excited that you guys um, have this opportunity to educate the community because to me, education is is key, right? When people don't know, they don't they don't know what they can do. They don't know what's out there, and I do think that's a focal area for us as a whole to educate people, um, but also play an active role. So our belief, even for our staff and our individuals, is you have to give back. So, mm-hmm. you know, I hope. I hope if you're a member in our community and you don't, you're not attached to an organization or something within the city, whether it's Friends of the Library, find something. Because I will tell you, there's something that happens when you give of yourself. And everyone has talents that are may not be discovered yet. Um, I'm sort of like you. I'm not the craftiest person. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see me decorating our table or putting a basket together for the silent auction but I certainly have the means in which to ask people to donate. So I'll and go I, get I'll go get them Starbucks. Yes, they <laughs> you know, know. keep them going. But yeah, that's, we'd make a good team for that, absolutely. And you know, and oftentimes people will say, "Well, I don't know what I could give," and you'd be surprised. There's there's all kinds of things people can give for us to create a basket for an event, yeah. or a door prize for an auction for a uh, a chamber event or what have you. So ask us, and we'll tell you. Okay. Well. I will donate Starbucks to, <laughs> to the volunteers to make sure that they are working hard. See or you in pro- two weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Well, actually, we'll see you on Saturday. And uh-huh. I guess leading up two weeks from, from today, we will be, well, probably at this time, the, yep. uh, the event will be, will be happening. We'll be full running. And, and is the event only uh, limited to the six chamber uh, members so you have to be part of the membership, or is it open to the public? It's open to the public, and um, we're really fortunate to have many food vendors that will be there, um, and uh, so you can sample food. Uh-huh. To enter, because it is a mixer, it is free to walk into the door, uh-huh. but we do hope every person finds a reason to spend money on a raffle ticket or um, uh, auction, auction board or a silent auction item and we have auction items that range from a starting bid of twenty dollars to thousands of dollars so um can we apply in the raffle too like, <laughs> do you want you to be purchase a ticket yeah. Yeah, the tickets are double for you yeah. oh, okay i'm okay paying i, I just that the the doing stuff sometimes for me um just is a little hectic so we okay. need people like you too yeah. <laughs> that's what i'm saying yeah. we need everybody okay awesome well we have some uh woodier questions um, these are usually the toughest questions of like the whole podcast because okay. this is where you're going to make one really good friend 
or you're going to make people – no, that's not that dramatic. Um, <laughs> so if, if you were to um, you know, grab a quick bite to eat here in Uptown or anywhere, what are some of your go-to spots? Oh, wow. There are so many. Morning, lunch, or dinner? Let's oh, do all, all of them. Foodie. Let's do all okay. of them. Let's do all of them. So, you know, breakfast time, of course, you could be up at Mimo's or Starbucks. Um, the Greenleaf Cafe, Grill. California, California Grill. California Grill's right. breakfast skillet, Mediterranean skillet. Mm. Uh, yeah. Lunchtime, up and down, Greenleaf and cross from Philadelphia. I mean, Everything Nixon. I'm you are. I'm going to create. You know, fly, yeah. I'm going to create some enemies. Yeah. All of you. You know, I eat at your places, yeah. and so do our indi- so do our individuals and staff because they're out in the community. But you know, if anybody wanted to probably see me the most, I must tell you, I most often at the Double Tree in Whittier um, Ooh, uh, for lunch know the and for dinner. Spot. Um, and they'll tell you that's Carolyn's booth over there. Uh, mm. Most like the reason Does it have why I your love name it, on it, it and everything? not yet. They haven't it's put on there. I don't know what's <laughs> happening, but uh, I like it because it's quiet. But at the same point, you know, I'm able to get a lot of work done and, and bring people to a place where I could stay a long time and continue to to meet. Um, so those those are some. And then of course, uh, gee, you put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of all the ones uptown for dinner. I mean, they're all there. And at the end, I would say I'd have a massage right there on Greenleaf, which I just had done. But trying to think of the... I miss our friends at the Deli Up. They moved. Oh, they did. They used to be right yeah. by I us. I had Deli Up today. Oh, right around the, the corner. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we were spoiled. This was our one and only um, oh, that's right. up the street. But uh, we'll have to go see them. Yeah, we but, recorded mm-hmm. our podcast episode there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I, and I saw on the Comey today. I saw... I, I, I literally... Oh, at Lyft? Because yeah, now they yeah. tell them hi. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Just yeah. wonderful. What do you get at the Doubletree? <clears throat> wow. It's not on the menu, but I don't yeah. think it's on the menu. I get their salmon salad for lunchtime oh. or their tomato bisque soup with grilled cheese. I like okay. their apple walnut salad. I, breakfast time, you can get the buffet that they have there, but mm-hmm. it's crowded, so you won't see me there. Okay. So, um, And they have a wonderful brunch as well. Um, and... And then at dinner, I just, I like their, I'm trying to think of the type of pizza it is that we have. Margarita pizza, mm-hmm. I think the it flat is. flatbread. So yeah, I'm, I'm telling everybody the carbs that I'm eating, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and and grapes. So you just keep going. Like, yeah. you know, they're all wonderful. And, you know, I think the nice part about being in this area, too, is you know the people that work there, mm-hmm. right? That's just what's so great. Yeah. Well, especially if you go every day. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I better. do need out every day. I'm usually yeah. in too many meetings, but when I do... Now I just try to make, bring the meetings with me. Yeah. So, yeah. Ellie, do you want to share? I like Deli Up. I like the Nixon. I like... Ravello's. Ravello's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have like a good ha- little happy hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love California hour. Grill breakfast. Coffee bean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit I don't of think there's one... If we haven't listed you, don't feel bad. We've We're for on sure, way. We've, for <laughs> yeah. sure some of our staff and individuals have been there, so... Um, yeah, they all have their favorites. That's a good question yeah. for us to put on our whiteboard. Mm-hmm. We have a white, big whiteboard out where we ask questions like uh-huh. this to find out where do you go. Yeah, you know. Well, here, here's an, another question that maybe might make it on the board, and that is: Is there something in Whittier that's missing that maybe you have to drive out of the city that you would mm-hmm. like to see here in the city? Wow. Do do do. I know. <laughs> I, bring, nothing, bring uh, back Skateland. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. 
That's a common request. That's very yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, that goes back to my days. My mom used to know. drop us off there and like, bye, gotta go. I grew up in Montebello, but we would drive to Skateland. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, and we love the theater, um, but I think another theater would be nice, more of a multiplex mm-hmm. theater, mm-hmm. Um, keeping people in town, you know, that are choosing to go to something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we have a pickup sticks, but I like that. That was good. Yeah, I think um, the closest one, La Habra. Yeah. yeah. La Habra. On Imperial. Right. Yeah. Um, but I can't really think it's, you know, for a bedroom community, it really does have, um, everybody's going to say a Nordstrom and mm-hmm. all of that. But, you know, we've got quite a bit here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do I you just, think? I like Skateland. Or like something like, you know, like a sports complex, mm-hmm. maybe something like that. Maybe miniature golf. Oh, mm. mini golf. Mm-hmm. Keep us outdoors. Yeah, something yeah. to do. One of my things that I said, I don't know, a year or two ago is nickel, nickel. If you remember that? Oh, oh yeah. By the post office. Uh-huh. Yes. That's now Buffalo Wild Buffalo Wings, Wings, right? Because it was yeah. really cheap. Uh-huh. <laughs> I used to go on dates there. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> have, arcade, I, have my, I have my fourth birthday party there. So oh, my parents yeah. definitely yeah. like That really puts, uh, puts okay. into okay. perspective. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> my fourth my fourth grade birthday party there and uh, my, my dates, yeah, and your high school dates. Good yeah. times. There you go. Okay. All right. They were college dates. We <laughs> high school. Totally. <laughs> Come on, it was like oh, college no. dates. Like, and I used to go there. No, yeah. nickel, nickel. Yeah. And then um, our last question would be: What is a fond memory that you have of Whittier that you carry with you? Hmm. I think for me, in 2006, I was the Whittier Chamber President, and riding down in the Christmas parade with my family. Um, I mean, how often do you get to do something like that and mm-hmm. be, um, you know, have such pride by this, you know, feeling of the city and, you know, just the residents waving at you. And mm-hmm. but more so for me, it was showing my children that um, and they got to partake in it, you know, that it, you know, it makes a difference to get involved mm-hmm. and to to contribute. And I think that's for me. I mean, that'll go that'll stay with me a lifetime. Mm-hmm. I was a library kid, so my mom was a librarian for 25 years, and so I was there every summer, you know. Doing the um, readathon or yeah, the summer reading? Summer reading club, or like just we used to have like a thir- Thursday night, whatever, and then we would pass out library bags, like join the library, get a library card. <laughs> like So, you know, doing things like that in the community. Just like being a kid in here in Whittier, you know, like yeah. we used my brother and sister and I used to go to Whittier College and do the summer camp and so yeah, That's things cool. like that. Yeah, cool. has so, has the organization ever thought of having a walking uh, per, uh, float in the parade? Someone, one of our individuals or two came up to me a couple of months ago and said, "Why don't we do that, Carolyn?" And I was like. I don't know why we don't. We really should. We were actually thinking of doing that for the last couple of years, but sometimes it's kind of bringing all the people in is a little tough. We're doing our past clients, and we would have a walking parade, so we would be the flow. And I'm yeah. sure That's for your cool. organization, you gather 20, Absolutely. 30, 50 people, whatever mm-hmm. it is, and you walk as a, as a group. And I think it's less than $100 to do it. So it's a great experience. As you, as you mentioned, yes, walking yes. down, waving at everyone. Well, I wasn't walking. I got yeah, to ride in the ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, And that was really cool. But, yeah, just seeing the face, my kids' faces was really cool, too. Yeah. But, no, I mean, that's just a signature event. Much, you know, if you 
no wittier, I would think you would think of that because people yeah. do come all out. I think the other one that I, I used to really love, too, was our big festival in July mm-hmm. um, because it brought people together. I think that's what yeah. I like most about it. And it brought other people to our community. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. Well, we will I'll now definitely I'll have to come back and tell them, OK, I was actually on the air. So I'm <laughs> committing, guys. We've got to make this happen, you know. Nice. Well, ladies, thank you very much for uh, sharing your organization and spending some time with us. We do appreciate it. And uh, how do people connect with the organization? What's the physical address, maybe social media? I'm going to let Natalie take all that over <laughs> since she is our communication person. So our address is 7702 Washington Avenue um, in Whittier. We're in the Special Activities Building on the first floor, right across the street from um, the senior center and the Whittier Community Center Um, and you can also follow us on social media CAPC Inc um, and on Facebook and Instagram and hopefully you'll be coming to one of our events Kaleidoscope on May 9th um, at the Doubletree Norwalk from 4 to 7 p.m. Join us. And Christine is hacking away there at the keyboard typing all that in making (laughs) sure it's in the show notes so people can reference them pretty easy. Thank you Christine. Thank you so much. Well, it was a pleasure, ladies. Likewise. Thank you so much, this and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Okay, yes, thank thanks, you. guys. Bye, Whittier. Bye.